Throughout the decades, there has been one standout voice in harness racing. Adam Hamilton has conveyed the amazing highs and the heartbreaking lows. Retrovision, a proud to present Adam Hamilton. Retrovision, lowest prices guaranteed. RAC members save an extra 5% every day at Retrovision. They certainly do, and it's great to have Adam Hamilton on the line this morning. Hello, Adam. G'day, guys. Um, I had an exciting milestone during the week. I, I locked in. My first trip over to Perth in almost three years. I'll be heading over your way uh, uh, in the middle of next month for um, for a little bit of work over there. So I uh, hope to catch up with you fellas, and it'll be great to get back. Obviously, had a lot of great times over there, guys. Oh, that'll be good. It'll be good to see you, Adam. It's been a while, as you said. Yeah, it has indeed, and I'll um, I'll see if I can wrangle a, a little bit of time to, to pop in and see you guys in the studio. But... Uh, but I'll tell you what, there's plenty happening in harness racing on both sides of the ditch. And this big new race over in New Zealand called The Race. Um, still can't get my head around the fact they couldn't be a little bit more creative with the name. But anyway, that's uh, that's as an aside and they might change it in time. But um, we had a bit of news during the week. Disappointment for one set of uh, Aussie connections with uh, Spellbound, trained by Nathan Purden, son of Mark, just outside of Geelong. She hurt herself in a bit of a paddock mishap, hurt her back. It's nothing too serious, but she's out of the race. Uh, but being replaced by another Aussie in Majestic Cruiser, and it creates an opportunity for Jason Grimson uh, to add to what's been an astonishing rise to prominence for him. Of course, he won that Inter-Dominion as a trainer with Bontel Benjamin on protest, and now he's got a chance to win New Zealand's newest and richest race with Majestic Cruiser, and that race is coming up next Thursday, so Good Friday Eve, if you like, over there in New Zealand. And I think that the other big plus with Majestic Cruiser going from an Aussie point of view, we've got the three big young guns of New South Wales harness all driving in the race now. Jack Trainer on Stylish Memphis, Jack Kelligan's driving Elter Orlando, and now Cam Hart is aboard Majestic Cruiser. So, um, yeah, look, I think it's I think it's really exciting, and I must admit I had grave doubts about this race when it was announced. But all credit to them; um, they really seem to have found the right spot in the calendar, and to get a good Aussie flavour over there has been a real credit to them. Yeah, that was going to be the next question, Adam. How important the Australian influence on this first edition of the race? Oh, it's massive. It's absolutely massive because New Zealand has got zero depth in their open class ranks. And I mean zero. Like, they've got three or four nice horses, then they've got a few fringe players. And and part of the reason for that is that um, when emerging New Zealand open class horses come through, um, they've got to take on the self-assureds and South Coast Ardens and things like that every time they race. So they end up being sent across to Australia or sold to Australia. So... Um, so the importance of the Aussies like Majestic Cruiser, Versatile can be put into the race. Elder Orlando, Blazing Gatespeed, Mac Dan, Blazing Gatespeed as well. And Stylish Memphis, well, yeah, she's a Kiwi, but she's been doing all her racing here. She's now the only mare in the race and draws barrier one and is a genuine winning chance. So um, the, the Aussie horses and the Aussie drivers have taken this from, I'll be honest, a ho-hum race into a really, really fascinating race now next Thursday night. Adam, what can you tell us about a set of trials? Oh, unbelievable, these set of trials at uh, Melton last Tuesday. So I don't think there's any more exciting horse 
in Australia right now than than this young mare. She's now a four-year-old ladies in red. Um, oh, I should I, I reckon she's won 16 of her 18 or something like that. Um, she's just got an incredible record. She's been doing unbelievable things. And now we await to see whether she can pick up where she left off when she comes back as an open-age mare. Um, so she ran second at the trials the other day. She wasn't knocked around behind her stablemate act now. He's already a Victoria Derby and Big Bread winner. Um, and both of those look pretty sharp. Tough Tilly was back as well. She, she looked perhaps to be given more of a conservative time than the others in a different trial. And there's that little question on how she's going to come back after a, a year of issues. Of course, she was one very rare filly to beat ladies in red. Um, going back to being a late two-year-old. But, look, they're all about to race. Uh, there's the Australian Gold four-year-old series. The finals are being run at Menangle on May 7, and we'll be watching uh, those closely. Um, there was another uh, star to trial on Tuesday, but delayed a week, catch away. The, two-year- the best two-year-old we saw last season, Brandy and Kate Gaff, He's going to wait and trial at Melton on this coming Monday night. And he's got the Australian Gold three-year-old series as opposed to the four-year-old series. Uh, Catch a Wave series is at Melton. A little bit like you've had the the WA-based Australian Gold series being run at the moment. He's got the Victorian-based series on May 5 with the final on May 14. So big, big names close to resuming in Victoria. And you might indeed have Mighty Ronaldo heading your way for that four-year-old gold bullion. I Adam. saw that. Yeah, which is exciting. Yeah. I don't think you'll well, see the, the uh, mayor that won, never mind the chaos. I think she'll stay over here for our 50,000 Although she was impressive. Yeah, my word she was, and she can do the same thing again tomorrow night at Gloucester Park, but I think there's uh, certainly a good chance that you'll see Mighty Ronaldo go east. And and I, this is good. Oh, look, I know I spoke to Justin Prentice quite a while ago when he was talking about a potential Victoria Derby visit late last year. Um, and I think for Justin, I've got no doubt the horse will be very, very competitive. But also for Justin, you know, who is an emerging force, not only in WA, but Australia-wide, it's the next step for him. Mm-hmm. Um, all trainers will tell you, you know, to pack up your bags and take your horse away. Um, Gary Hall Sr. would be the first to say um, he, he learnt so much from those early days with the Falcon Strike and it probably helped on the Mighty Quinn when it came to his career to uh, for Gary to have learnt so much with the Falcon Strike. So, yeah, I'd love to see Justin, Mighty, Ronaldo and, and the team be part of that race. I reckon he'd be very competitive and it, with his straight line speed, he'd be suited at Menangle too, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Now, speaking of Menangle, we're racing there Saturday night and also Melton Saturday night. Yeah, we are. Um, so, look, neither of these are super strong meetings, but they're still they're still interesting. So, at Menangle Saturday night, we've got a pretty good free-for-all. That man, Jason Grimson, holds the key with I Cast No Shadow, drawn barrier eight. Mark Shard's drawn six, Cash and Flow nine, Alpine Stride in seven. And then we've got the Golden Easter Egg, which is a three-year-old Phillies race. Now, Madrid scratched out of this. I didn't get a chance to check, but hopefully there's no issue there. Steno drawn two, Captain Me six, and Miss X would be the major players now in that one. And Melton on Saturday night. Well, a lot of WA interest here through Rob Watson and a couple of exciting young young fillies that he's already produced. It looks like Mick Stanley and Rob have got some really good uh, talent on the ground in this crop. 
Soho Lumine looks so exciting. Saw the trial, saw the first win, which was arrogant. Harder from barrier 10. Soho Seraphine has drawn three in it as well. And Jeff Webster's Snow Hunter looked really good winning a heat or, or, or a race uh, most recently, I should say. So uh, that'll be a good one, the two-year-old Phillies Classic Race 4. Race 7, Captain Sandy Free for All. Malcolm's Rhythm and Max Delight are back. Max Delight will go to the Wagga Cup on Easter Saturday. Malcolm's Rhythm. We've got Mildura Cup Carnival coming up next week. That's where he'll probably go. Uh, and then the Group 3 Brossom Lady sees a return of the high-class man Margita for Emma Stewart and Clayton Tonkin. And tomorrow night over your way, really... Uh, it's a good, good meeting, but I'm looking forward to this four- and five-year-old championship. Um, I found it hard to sort out, Tim. What did you think? Yeah, exactly right. We're going to have a chat to Christy Elson very shortly about Jasper Vella Beach, who was terrific leading and winning a couple of weeks ago with Junior in the bike. Don't Bother Me None is a horse we know that uh, Greg and Sky have got plenty of time for him, and he's going to be one, I dare say, that will feature in our Golden Nugget later on this year. They're the two. They're at 2.15 and 2.75, respectively, with Tab Touch. I think the winner's one of those two. I really am interested to see what Christy's about to tell us. Uh, I dare say the plan will be to hold up, but we'll be able to ask her very, very shortly. I think it's almost a toss of the coin job, Adam, and it wouldn't surprise me. We know that Jasper Vella Beach has won a golden slipper and he's very, very effective out in front. If he leads, I think he'll give plenty of cheek and give plenty for don't bother me none to uh, to catch tomorrow night. If you're looking for something at a an each way sort of a bet in the race, looking towards a, someone like I'm a five-star general from barrier number four. They're going well for Robbie Williams at about 20 to one. So that might be an each way play in the race. And then, of course, our free-for-all is Adam. Again, only nine races tomorrow night. We've got a free-for-all, of course, Saturday night. That's the Narragin Cup there. So Volton, Tin and double up are some of the headline acts going to that one. So uh, a good weekend of racing across Friday night and Saturday night to look forward to over here. And then we turn our attention to the Apple Isle on Sunday. Well, we do, and it's good to see Group 1 Racing returning to Tasmania. They've got their uh, their Easter Cup, and Emma Stewart and Clayton Tonkin, they're just going to have horses running everywhere. Mildura um, probably have horses maybe even going up to Wagga as well. They've got those Australian gold finals at Menangle coming up. And over in Tassie, uh, they've got like a wildfire um, off a 20-metre handicap in the first heat. It's a $100,000 final on Saturday week, this one. Um, and like a wildfire is racing in terrific form. 20 metres will make it difficult, though. And in the second heat, they've got Longfellow, who is off the front row but takes on one of the local stars in Riley Major off 20 metres. So I'm just thrilled for Tassie that they've got some Group 1 racing back. And the heats are not overly strong, but it should make for a good final on Saturday week. Uh, I'll leave you with my best bets. Melton, my focus Saturday night. Race 2, number 1, Lady in the Sky. Um, look, I really, really like Lady in the Sky. And stable change now with Anthony Button, Sonia Smith. Drawn nicely, always showing talent. I think it'll be hard to beat. And race six, number 11, Margita. Look, she just wasn't quite herself up in Sydney when she went up there a while ago. Freshened up, good recent trial, uh, the distance suits, and I think she's just too classy, even if she's got to come around and sit park. So, Melton Saturday night, race two, number one, Lady in the Sky. Race six, number 11, Margita, guys. Terrific. And Geelong tomorrow night? Look, I'm surprised they're favourites. It was a magnificent moment 
to be there. First game I've been to for the year last Saturday night, and and there was a lot to like about the win and, and the influence of some of the younger guys like uh, Close and Holmes and and even Tyson Stengel when the tide turned last week. But I think Brisbane's as good a side as there is in the competition at the moment, guys. And um, and I know, I think the stat is Brisbane's lost their last 12 games against Geelong in Geelong. But, um, look, I, I, I'm finding it difficult to read, but I think if you... If you're trying to be objective, I think that Brisbane should be favourites. I think they're a better side than Geelong right now. All right. You're pretty confident, the Cats diggers? Oh, they win. They oh, win. there you go, Adam. No Oscar McInerney. Really? Yeah. Is that confidence? No Oscar, no, there you go. No Oscar McInerney. No Selwood, though. Oh, you know, well, he's, like, he's older than God's dog. Hey, hey, hey. Bit of well, respect. Well, he, he is, but he is, but he was probably the single yeah, he was. No, I'm only, the young being, lifted last week. I'm being yeah. facetious. Oh, no, I'm really confident, Geelong. I'm really confident, Geelong. I think you'll be fine. No. There I you hope, go. I hope you're right, because this this will tell us a lot more, right? I can't find many holes in Brisbane. I reckon Brisbane are a very, very good side this year. So, um, you know, it's easy to say Melbourne are, are clear top seeds, but I reckon Brisbane are right there with them. And, and Sydney, when they settle into their best footy, might be the other really major player. Adam, thank you very much for your time. Have a great weekend. Good on you, fellas. You too. There is Adam Hamilton with us on the program. All right, let's turn our attention to this Hoist Talk Australia four- and five-year-old championship tomorrow night at Gloucester Park. It's great to have Christy Elson on the line talking about Jasper Vella Beach. Christy, good morning to you. Good morning, guys. How are we today? We're okay, Christy. Great to have a chat to you this morning. Jasper Vella Beach, can he lead and win? We would hope so. Um, That would be the plan, but obviously it's a lot harder than... Um, the field he met three weeks ago when he did that. Obviously, yeah. So, Sorry, Christy, yeah, go on. I'm guessing the two, the two will want to lead, but then it's hard to lead from two. So, yeah, we'll just see. Um, he has got a lot of gate speed, so obviously, and obviously he's on the pole, so he's definitely going to use it. But Belly said that last week he probably should have crossed. He was sort of half, Half, yeah, half no. And then he said if he had have actually turned the whip and crapped in a little one, he said he would have got across them. So we know barrier number one a couple of weeks ago, as you referenced there. And then, of course, we know that he's he's won a slipper leading and winning. So you're pretty confident there that he'll be able to hold out the two and the three. You are you have got really good confidence in him tomorrow night. Uh, yes. <laughs> he, I don't actually think he's um, ever been beaten from... That from leading and um, leading, but obviously there's going to be a lot of pressure. People are going to be coming, but at the start, yes, definitely be trying to lead. Okay, and confidently think that he can do it. How do you feel that he's going? Obviously, we know that he had about six weeks off there through the middle part of February and the early part of March. Have you been impressed with what you've got from him in the last couple of weeks? Yeah, that was actually my fault. I started riding him um, and he hadn't really been ridden before and I was riding him once a week. I actually think I put his back out a <laughs> So, um, yeah, I've had the Cairo come to see him and he's saying he's much better, but he's much better. And he was a bit off, so I'm assuming that's what it was. Or he wasn't liking it or something. So, yeah, we've, um, he's, we've been really happy with his runs. And I think... Yeah, he, like he always eats up, he always pulls up well afterwards, he's feeling good at home. Fantastic. Uh, so 
do you feel then, given that if you are able to lead in the early stages, do you feel that it is the two that is the big danger to you? Or could you foresee maybe one that settles a little bit further back in the field? It might be one where you have to watch out for the sweepers tomorrow night, Christy. Yeah, oh, it could be really anyone, couldn't it? But yeah, I would definitely think the two, and then there's always um, the ten as well. Um, yeah, Granny might slot in behind and then get a get a run home. So yeah, definitely. Definitely a lot harder than it was two weeks ago, that's for sure. Yeah, it certainly is. And just one on, on Gaz, how's he enjoying being back, uh, of course, in charge of Jasper Vella Beach, overseeing this campaign, <laughs> a Group 2 win? How, how would he enjoy it tomorrow night? Yeah, I think he would definitely enjoy it. He was a little bit stressed a few weeks ago because, yeah, I was giving him a bit of crap. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he hasn't really performed much since I've been gone. What's going on? <laughs> Yeah, no, he definitely, he puts a lot of extra time in with him and, um, yeah, he does a lot of extra things for him and with him spends a lot of time with him, so it would mean, it'd mean a lot to both of us. But, um, yeah, he definitely deserves that win, for sure. Absolutely. I dare say there'll be no happier people than yourself and Gary there tomorrow night if Jasper Vella Beach can take out the four- and five-year-old championship. Thank you very much for your time this morning. We do appreciate it. Good luck with him tomorrow night. Hopefully it can be... Another group victory, another feature victory, obviously, for the 2019 Golden Slipper winner. All the best. Thank you very much. That would be a dream, wouldn't it? Thanks, guys.